0: Can Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs When we move the bases Houston, we got a problem Taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed Coming at you with topics they the me with logic Baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up You're on a 4 now flat It's imperative Transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave From the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man weed come at you with topics huh? No you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three man We come at you with topics No you cannot stop it <laughs> <laughs> They done fucked up now. They done fucked up now. They left me unsupervised. So, I would like to welcome you all to an episode of the Three Man Weave Podcast. I am your oh-so-lonely host, AJL Presidente, and today, we're going to have some fun. We're going to do it classy, keep it classy to start things off. Got my martini, James Bond style, shaken not stirred. Got me a little stogie. I'm going to actually light this once everything is over. But let's get all the, you know, the real shit out the way. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, 3 Man Weave, YouTube, Facebook group, 3 Man Weave podcast. You can email us all your questions, comments, and concerns at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Instagram, 3manweave underscore. Hell, you do a pretty good job at this because I'm starting to forget this shit. Um, what else am I forgetting? It don't really fucking matter because guess what? We finna have some motherfucking fun today. So make sure if you ain't here right now, get here. If you ain't here, you ain't really about to hear me. But get here. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell somebody to tune in, cause we finna have some motherfucking fun. We at episode ninety. Episode ninety. They left me all alone. But like I said, we gonna start out calm, cool, and collective. You know, just with some normal stuff. Um. So, pretty much, man, James Harden. Let's let's get to the hot topic real quick. I just want to talk about this, uh, James Harden has been in the news because you know he's reportedly trying to get up out of Houston trade talks are heating up and we've talked about this before but I, I with the trade talks really heating up I just really don't understand what the Houston Rockets are actually doing because in my mind you don't have to trade this man he still has three years left on his max contract if you don't get the deal that you want What are you rushing for? Because I think what's going to happen is because he's unhappy, they're going to rush to get him out of there. And that's the worst possible move that you can do if you're Houston. Because right now, any viable trade partner that you work with, will you get adequate compensation back? Because to me, you have an MVP, someone who can... Get you a bucket at any point in time but he's created a shitty ass culture in Houston and he's complaining because he doesn't like the culture in Houston how that make sense they have literally mm. bent the knee to every single demand that James Harden could possibly ask They got him players in, you know, got him coaches who would let him run the system that he wants. He decides to show up to meetings whenever the fuck he wants. He even, you know, on road trips, stays a little bit later than he wants to. Goes out to party on off days. And now you don't like the culture that you've put in place? No, 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 no. Mm Mm-mm. You ain't finna just come here and shit on my floor and then walk out the front door, dog. You gonna help me clean all of this shit up? Maury gone. They got a new coach, and he's been getting a lot of heat. And I can understand why he's getting that heat because people are talking about, you know, hey, we got a new, you got a new coach in there, dog. Black coaches don't get they don't get chances like that often, especially to have a ready-made star. And so you acting like this now? Come on, dog. Like, you got to kind of have some accountability. Hill said this with Paul George, where it's like with the Paul George statements, where it's a, a complete, you know, lack of accountability on his part. It's the same shit with James Harden. You've set this culture, dog. You know what? Facebook user, whoever the hell you are, Make sure you follow those directions that I put in the chat so I can see who you are and acknowledge this great statement you made. Acknowledge. I want to acknowledge you because it only makes sense. You set this culture. You're the person that's been the common denominator. And so for me, it's like you can't just sit here and complain that you don't like the culture when the culture is set because of you. You did this. They got you players. Dwight Howard came in, and I think that's kind of where you got bailed out because it made it look like Dwight Howard wasn't a fit. Dwight Howard was the bitch. Dwight Howard was the baby. Dwight Howard was the one that was fucking up. So y'all run him out of town. Then you get, wait, that was Hill comment? Hill, you know better. Why ain't you follow? You say it every episode, man. If you don't follow the directions, see, so you're not used to being on the other side of the keyboard, partner. Go ahead, follow the directions so I can acknowledge you, brother. Thank you. And Nichelle told me to make sure I get those comments off the screen very fast. So that, you know, it makes it a little bit easier for her on her um, edits for our podcast. Shout out to Nichelle, by the way. Faith Over Fear, Intentional Productions. She's our producer. Amazing. Hold on, let me set my drink. Ain't nothing like a dirty martini. Dirty martinis is one of those drinks growing up that I thought was a lady drink. But then when I got older and I actually had a martini, it's like, oh, this is real. This shit is just straight alcohol. Shaking with ice. And they put a little bit of vermouth in it that don't do shit, but just add volume to the drink. Long Island iced teas. That is another drink that I was like. Hey, man, that's a woman's drink, because growing up, all I saw was my mom drink Long Island Iced Teas. It might be her fault that I drink the way I do, because why every single time we go to Outback, Applebee's, Friday's, you ordering the Long Island Iced Tea? I stressed you out that fucking much where you had to drink a Long Island Iced Tea, maybe a couple of them, just to go to dinner with your son? I wasn't that bad, I don't think. Maybe I should have my mom on as a guest one day. She got some stories to tell. She's hilarious. Back to my point about James Harden, though. I don't think the Houston Rockets should do anything until they get a deal that is satisfactory with the production that they get. Because, I mean, some of the rumors have been, you know, Ben Simmons plus players. And I don't think, you know, that that Nets deal was ever really going to materialize to a goddamn thing because for why? So it's just like, I mean, in my mind, there to me, there's no possible suitor right now that could really net you something that could make it worth your while. Yeah, you can get some players back, but what's that? What's that going to get you? Yeah, you know, we talking about... Getting the cancer, but I don't think you should just move this player because he's a cancer. I mean, the longer he's on a three-year deal, the longer you hold him, people are going to start to get and him like, you know what? I think we want him. I think we can get him. And then they can start moving pieces around. Because in my mind, if you're a contender, you already have the pieces to contend. But can you move enough pieces to remain a contender to acquire James Harden and still be a contender? If you feel like you're one piece away, what really can you give to make you feel like James Harden is going to put you over the hump but not give everything away? I mean, he says he only wants to go to contender. I'm not really well versed on this motherfucking contract. But... It's like, if you ain't got no no trade clause, you can't tell me where the fuck to go. I'm trying to see, hey, who got the most picks and who got some players that we can offset this to make it work and give me something in return. If I can't get what I want, sit your ass over on that bench. We can find you. File some grievances within the league to say, hey, we want to avoid this amount of money from your contract because you didn't show up. So, yeah at the end of the day my final words for james harden if i'm uh anybody in houston's ownership and the words of the great yo Gotti, fuck you um so yeah i see you guys are inquiring about where the rest of the crew is yeah so uh canon he had to go get those wisdom teeth uh Taken out so he's probably somewhere on camera saying some wild shit because he's high as hell on some drugs Save me some perk 30s He'll he'll got the worst work schedule ever I hate to say it. I hate his work schedule Like out of all of my friends he, It's terrible it, it, It's ruined my life because it's ruined his life This motherfucker gets up at four o'clock in the morning Probably sooner just to go to work what the fuck you ain't saving no lives you ain't no Grey's Anatomy why you got to get up at four o'clock in the morning I hate it but I understand because you have the family to provide and I'm just being selfish because I just want my friend back Vegas remember Vegas like not real Vegas but like Petersburg Vegas man we got some memories though so yeah man they left me on my own and we gonna see how this go um because yeah um. here we go Rudy Gobert wanting a max deal does he deserve it that is flawed he wants the super max he said take that max kiss my ass bro give me the super max and if I'm the jet I mean the, the jazz no sir you ye, ye ain't doing it but if I'm Rudy Gobert I completely understand why you're asking for the Supermax, bro. And yes, it's a little unconventional for someone that isn't a premier scorer, someone who's just going to be a walking bucket, and the true focal point of your team to be a Supermax player. But defensively, he does bring a lot to that team. You know, he's a, you know, perennial Uh, Defensive player of the year candidate, always going to be somewhere on a defensive uh, team, whether it be first, second, maybe third. And so, you know, you really never know what you're worth until somebody give it to you. And it's kind of my thinking of the Paul George. Personally, I wouldn't have paid Paul George the, you know, the supermax. But when you look at it, somebody else is going to give it to him. He's gonna leave your building, building, and sometimes you just can't let talent walk. So I understand, but I ain't finna do it. So, you know, some team could just be like, "Hey, we needed, you know, we 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 need help, any kind of help." So we'll pay it to them just to make people think that, "Hey, Facebook user, follow the directions, follow the directions." Is my shit not pinned? Do I need to send it again? I can send it again. But follow the directions. So. (laughs) Hey man look. Ain't nobody in the league. Really thought that Corona. Was really that serious. When it kind of just started happening. But that motherfucker. Did shut down the whole league. Spider really wanted. To put them paws on his ass. Because he gave it to him. And so it's just like look man. I understand why you asking. For the Supermax. But. It's, it's all about the negotiate. it's all about the negotiations you better be able to be a good good sell to you know let everyone know inside that building that you can and you are worth super max someone else that I'm not really sold on Kyrie Irving man I've always had a mixed bag on Kyrie and I understand he's good. I understand he's good. But I don't think Kyrie Irving is the centerpiece of a championship team. But the way that this fan talks, you would think he's the greatest motherfucker alive. And I'm really always on the player's side where it's just like, hey, you don't have to shut up and dribble. You are a person you should be able to talk but um i don't wish he would shut up and dribble i just wish he would shut the fuck up sometimes cuz he does sound stupid and so you you kind of like can't have everything you know played both ways because you know those are the, the, those are the the ones hey you got to take the ones who can talk but then you're going to throw in those people who have no logical thing to say at all and so this motherfucker walks into the to uh the celtic stadium and he's saging the stadium he's saging the court bro just gets weirder and weirder and weirder like you but see you know what he'll this is where i can't really agree with you He didn't try to stop talking. Because if you want to stop talking, just stop fucking talking. Don't announce you're going to stop talking. That's just like, hey, I'm moving to silence just trying to build. You don't have to tell everybody you're moving to silence. Just be fucking silent. And then where it happens is you say, I'm not going to talk to the media this year. I don't talk to pawns what sir excuse me pawns please explain because I mean they're doing their job to report to a you know an upper level person upper management you're on the court reporting to upper level management you're the product you're not the king you're not the queen and so it's just like, <laughs> hey, that right there—that's a fact. Hey, we've we've discussed Boston fans before, but this just ain't Boston. This—I mean—he's he, been—he's been weird. He's been weird. But I mean, if you want to smudge all that that bad juju out of out of you know the Boston Stadium, then I completely understand. But I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. All right. Is it gonna be a sold-out house? It ain't. It ain't gonna be that many fans. So you you kind of might wanna you know save those sage sticks, brother. Man, speaking of, have y'all ever been with like one of those chicks who like smudge and wear the waist beads and all of that stuff? It's a very eye-opening experience. They're always some of the most kinky ones. They believe in that earthy shit. I had one, she didn't really shave her legs, it was kind of like, but, you know, moving on. So, I just feel like, hey, Kyrie, remember, let, let's, let's not do this. And <laughs> the savior of the Celtics fans, he moved on, he moved on, and guess what? Gordon Hayward is hurting Charlotte already. That's another person. You really got paid how much? How like I don't know how, in the right like in your right mind, you can fork over all of that cash for Gordon Hayward. I mean, he's a piece i i just don't I just don't see it. I mean, once again, everyone in the n b a gets max, but did you have to pay him that much? a hundred and twenty million dollars? No, I really think that Charlotte was the only team that was going to offer him that. The only team I wouldn't have. Like I just, I just, uh, I ah uh, goodness gracious, he had leverage. What leverage? What leverage did he have? Uh, I, and that, that's that's what I would like to know. What leverage did he have? To where it's like, okay, you can pay me one hundred twenty, because I mean, okay, go get it. I'm wi- I'm willing to not get Gordon Hayward. Did Indiana want him for a hundred twenty though? And I mean, okay. Do we think that Charlotte was a is Charlotte a Gordon Hayward away from the playoffs? Because if I ain't a Gordon Hayward away from the play, I understand and I know we are gonna talk about the East, but. Is he going to really make that that much different, that much of a difference where I'm going to pay you $120 million? If not, go to Indiana. Bye. That's cool. I can you the look. 2021 draft is going to be a lot better and a lot. And, and it's going to have a lot more talent than the 2020 draft. And you had a top pick. You got your guy, LaMelo. So guess what? I'm going to go ahead, tank it out again. I mean, you Jordan, they love you. You ain't going nowhere. I really wish you guys were here so that way I could, I don't have to wait and read it. He could have handcuffed Boston by opting in. Indiana was trying to sign and trade. That's two teams, and all you need is one team for leverage. I get that. My point is, so, okay, I'm just looking at it as me, GM AJ. Do I want Gordon Hayward that bad? No, no. No. Look, hey, bro, I can just get LaMelo ball, stay low and build, and we gonna get somebody else in this 2021 20, draft. And now we might we might have something. We might could do something. We might, you know, Devontae Graham, Lamelo Ball, they might do something. So you know, fuck it. Like I just don't understand why you would give Gordon Hayward 120 million dollars. But I'm not gonna be the dead horse. But it just like hey, in a in a pandemic to be throwing out 120 million dollars at, at Gordon Hayward. He's a bad motherfucker i wouldn't do it let's make about a hundred million dollars we discussed uh briefly Lil wayne selling uh his masters for a hundred million dollars i don't know i can't remember if that was in this group or if this was actually on the pod and we brought it to the group in this factor cap set fact our cap segment but more information has come out and apparently not only was Wayne selling off his Masters to Universal for $100 million, Nicki Minaj and Drake's Masters were involved in that as well. And I need to get more information on this, but um, I was, okay, so it was Factor Cat, but I was a little bit hesitant on Wayne selling his masters for a hundred million, but, you know, tried to rationalize it and say, Hey, he might be doing a bid. He want to make sure his family's great. you know, hundred million, just like that. That ain't bad. Like, Hey, let me just go ahead, get that, sit my family up just in case I get this max, (laughs) I get this max deal and I got to do 10 years. I need to know my family is straight. But. If Nicki Minaj and Drake's masters are involved in this. Oh. Hell no. He needs his ass whooped. That ain't. Like it's got to be some type of. Out clauses and. uh, Third year options and. uh, Incentives and shit. That. Are going to. Up this. Because guess what. Ain't no way that's all you could get, because you want to talk about leverage. You could probably sell your, you could probably sell Drake back his masters for hundred million dollars if you got all of his masters. So to sell off not only his but Nicki Minaj and yours for hundred million dollars, I'm sorry, bro, you like to get raped because Birdman did it to you. Now you letting Universal do it to you. Then you might go to jail. Hey, bro. I just don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. But Eric, if Drake don't have control of his masters, it ain't really up to him. And so that's why I said I need to. I need to. I need to hear more on this story because right now it's just purely speculation, and those names are you know involved in it. So what I'll say is, allegedly, he sold off all three of their masters, and if that is true. That is a problem. Because in my in my mind, Nikki's catalog, and Drake's catalog, alone, that is that that's gold. Drake is the biggest artist in the like one of the biggest artists in the world. One of the most recognizable figures in the world. In the entertainment industry. So just to Give it up like that? I don't know, man. You've been making some some really questionable decisions, and this is just going to add to that long laundry list of decisions where it's just like, what the fuck were you thinking? Maybe that needs to be a segment that we have every week as well. Like, the fuck were you thinking? Because 2020 was filled with plenty of questionable decisions where we could fill up plenty of shows with asking people like, Why would you do that? That makes no sense. And so, moving on, um, what's today? Friday, yeah. So, the Steelers, the Steelers have been on quite the losing streak, and um, Ben Roethlisberger is back at it again, talking about, you know, maybe I just don't have it, and doing that retirement talk, and... Maybe it's time for me to move on. I really think the Steelers have dropped the ball and not really investing highly uh, in the quarterback position just because. Mm. Eric, Eric, Eric. Whoa, now let's pump our brakes. I mean, is Drake the best rapper? He may be the best artist alive, but then that kind of puts you in the Beyonce category. And I mean, even though I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan, I can recognize her greatness. And so I don't know where Drake, I don't know where you place Drake. It's like, Drake is like Randall Cunningham. He's like a running quarterback before running quarterbacks were really a thing, you know? So, cause I can't, I can't just really put Drake down as being the best rapper alive. Personally, I haven't liked the Drake album since they take care, and I know, I know people talk about views and how views is uh, a lot better than they thought it was initially, and all of that bullshit. But ain't no way, bro. Like I can't, I can't put, I can't, I can't put Drake as the best rapper alive, regardless of what okay, I'm sorry, Eric, okay, you know what, I can't, sarcasm doesn't really come over well on, on, you know, typed keyboards, but now that I do, I stopped reading when I saw Drake Best Rapper, and I just kind of just started, so, (laughs) but anyway, all I'm saying is, I just think that, damn, if it was a, if it was a joke. I ain't really got to talk about this shit no more, right? So, um, let's see, where was I? I forgot what I was about to talk about. No, I'm, I'm here with you, Eric. They should not bring Drew Brees back yet because for why? I mean, I know you want to, you know, maintain seating and stuff like that. But speaking from someone who has, you know, you know, uh, slip the disc in their back, bruise some ribs before and stuff like that. Those core injuries, bro, it's just, it's painful regardless of what you do. When you wake up in the morning and you realize you start breathing, it hurts. If you sneeze, it hurts. If you laugh, it hurts. If you have to yell, it hurts. It just all hurts. Now you're trying to make me like be an athlete? I gotta throw, I gotta move, I gotta walk I gotta possibly get hit hard so for me, no because I think in the playoffs Drew Brees gives you the best bet to win and if you're not 100% sold on Taysom Hill and you don't want to necessarily lose this game I think if you're not sold on Taysom Hill, you got to try Jameis Winston. If you don't want to try Jameis Winston, you got to just roll with Taysom until you know for sure that Drew Brees is 100 healed. Because you don't want to be out here getting them, you know, shots and stuff, and trying to just allow him to, you know, play through the pain. And then next thing you know, he's trying to overcompensate for something, and he pulls something else, or he takes a hit. And because something's too weak, he gets hurt because he can't. He's trying to protect his fall because his ribs hurt, and then you stick your arm out, and something else happens. Like no, and then you're telling me that Michael Thomas is out again this week, so he's gonna really he gonna have to work. Like his his security blanket isn't there. Like Drew Brees is actually gonna have to be Drew Brees. That's just too much strain on him, man. And. I just personally think that you paid you paid Taysom Hill, what was it? I think sixteen mil for two years maybe? Or was it sixteen mil a year? What are the two? Either way, Taysom Hill was getting entirely too much money for you to just be like, hey, go ahead back, you know, to you catching two passes and returning kicks. Nah, you gonna have like, hey, this is this is where you gonna earn your money. This is why people think that you're the quarterback of the future as a 32-year-old quarterback, which is the dumbest shit I heard of me. But I, I who am I? I'm not a GM to nobody's team. So I think this decision could possibly make or break your season. And I'm sorry, you don't you don't want to lose in the playoffs again because The Saints have gone through so much heartbreak in the playoffs. That crazy-ass pass interference call. That wild-ass Hail Mary to Stephon Diggs. You at least got to give yourself a shot to do something in the playoffs. Don't shoot yourself in the foot before you even get there. Because guess what, man? It ain't worth it. I know. Like, Look, the Chiefs are not in the NFC. So it's not like you're playing them for any type of seeding. Yes, this can you know can and will affect the season that you you know your seeding that you get. But I personally don't think it's worth it, especially if we're playing for the playoffs. Because I, I, Sean Payton, it, it puts him in a difficult position. Because I understand that you played to win and Drew Brees does give you the best chance of winning. But no Drew Brees in the playoffs doesn't give you a shot in hell. Cause Taysom Hill, he can beat the Falcons. Taysom Hill, he can beat, you know, just any team in the NFL. He can't beat the top teams in the NFL. So if you run into some if you run into a defense in the NFL, hey man, look, I mean in the playoffs, I ain't look, mm mm. Mm and he Taysom Hill has looked better than I expected, but he ain't looking like Drew Brees. So allow Drew Brees to heal properly. You you you're still safe to make the playoffs as, as it presently stands, and they added another playoff spot. And I know you you know, you probably want that that extra week. Hey, but look, man. Taysom, look, Taysom couldn't beat the Eagles, but guess what? It wasn't just the Eagles we've seen all year. They got that spark. Carson Wentz, ding dong, the witch is dead. They put Carson Wentz's ass on the pine. And so guess what? Oh, Philly got a whole new life. It was like Rocky coming off the mat. They're like, oh shit, we we got some shit here. We got somebody that we can get behind because, ooh, buddy, I've seen those little uh, those highlight, the low-light clips that they've put together of Carson Wentz from this year. Homie looked broken. He looks broken. Like, he, can, he can't hit a, a swing route out the backfield. He literally missed a man by 10 yards on just a swing route. From the backfield. And I'm like oh no. He's throwing, he's throwing it directly. Into double coverage. So I think that Eagles team. Had a little bit of life. When you see when you see that backup come in sometimes. You've seen that okay. It's like. We believe in this guy. We going we to rally around him. Because we want him to succeed. That other motherfucker. He was already fucking up. And we don't think he gave us a chance in hell. So I think that was a little bit different situation and the, the defensive coordinator did a a crap job of preparing for Jalen Hurts. You didn't know he was going to run? You didn't know he could do that? You, you, didn't, you didn't think to say, hmm, that guy can run. Maybe, just maybe, we might want to prepare for that. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was a a, a combination of Taysom Hill some shit. But we need to be looking at that defensive coordinator as well. And I don't know, Eric, uh, you saying the first bad game Hurts has, Wentz is coming back. How many bad games did Wentz have? Give that motherfucker a shot. See what you got, cause I mean, you got a spark. He won you some games, and Hill said Taysom couldn't beat the Eagles. Carson Wentz couldn't beat the fucking Bengals. He tied, tied. They suck. So, no, get 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 that boy a chance. Fuck them bad games. Let 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 him look. Let him work through those rookie mistakes. Boy is a rookie, but he gave them boys a spark. And you got a bad offensive line. You got a mobile quarterback. He can mask some of those those offensive line woes. So look, man. Hey, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Cause I mean, Dougie P. You got a broken quarterback on your hands. This could save your job because if you keep trotting out wits out there, <laughs> hey, look, Eric, man, you all right in my book, big dog. Because, hey, I got some, we got, I got a white privilege question I want to ask you later on. I, yeah, I, I want to I ask you this. So, but yeah, and Jalen Hurts, he did give him a spark for one week here, but you never know. I mean, Fitzmagic has come in off the bench and provided sparks and, you know, provided that is a, a veteran, but Minshew Mania came in off the bench and he he made people think that he was the, the savior in Jacksonville until people started to realize, nah, we got film on him now. We know what he can't do. We know he can't process things quickly and all of that good shit that you know, you need to get it out there now. See what Wentz—I mean, see what Jalen Hurts is. See if you can catch people off off guard early, because you still ha- you still are in this shit. And then just kind of do what you can, because Dougie Pete, you got a lot of money invested in Wentz. And personally, I think Wentz is still gonna be there next year, just because, I mean. Getting a trade for him may be tough. Maybe tough. It may be tough unless you get unless you get someone out there who thinks that they can fix Carson Wentz. Because like I said, that boy, he, he lost. He looked lost. So unless you get someone unless you get one of those quarterback gurus, I don't think that you can garner enough for Wentz to Make it worthwhile for you to get rid of him, or for someone to trade for him and take on that amount of money that he has. So I just, I, I just don't understand. And yes, I understand Daniel Jones came off the bench as well, but I just think like for me, yes. Oh, hold on, wait. Okay, but Eric, I understand. But you're a Jaguars fan. Men, y'all had Mitchumania going on. Don't don't forget. Don't forget what happened. And no way, he's not. He he won't get 120 mil. He he y'all benched him for Jake Lutton. So don't don't worry. Justin Fields is on. Help is on the way. It's okay, it is okay. I mean, y'all got to the conference finals with—I mean, the conference championship, the championship game with Blake Bortles. I don't know how the fuck y'all did that, but y'all need look. Y'all got y'all could do something if if ownership and your front office were able to pull that off somehow. It ain't all bad in Jacksonville, brother. Y'all can do a little something. Justin Fields come in here. we might be the best thing y'all had since Mark down You feel me? So, it might be some hope down there, bro. Just just relax. Even though I ain't 100% sold on Justin Fields. But, you know, I ain't really gonna rain on your parade, dog. <laughs> I know he won three games, sir. I know he won three. I know he won three games. But he gave motherfuckers hope. It's all people need—a glimmer of hope. Joe Burrow won too. Guess what I had? I had hope, and then it all came crashing down, just like in two thousand five. Hey, I'm about to I'm about to go because I'm about to cry because I just keep thinking of all of my misery in football, and I just don't under I don't I don't understand why. This ain't the Bengals podcast, so I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna vent. Somebody give me another. Somebody give me an, another fucking topic before I just end this live right now because I I I don't want to talk about the Bengals and I'm really really frustrated and I want Sack Taylor fired. I want everyone gone and I've said it before. The Bengals ain't never gonna be shit until goddamn Mike Brown is gone and that involves his kids too. And I'm almost certain if someone else comes in and buys this Cincinnati Bengals franchise. They're moving them the fuck out of Cincinnati. But that's neither here nor there. And Eric, that is another point that I have about Justin Fields. OSU quarterbacks don't really ever pan out. But what I will say is... A lot of quarterbacks don't really pan out regardless of where they come from. So... I can't can't say that, you know, when is the last time an OSU quarterback panned out. But... For me, I think like I think that Justin Fields is just a part of that mold. I've seen Justin Fields not be extremely accurate. I've seen him have some some terrible misses. So I don't. I I've rarely seen quarterbacks come in that were inaccurate become accurate. I don't know how the fuck Josh Allen is starting to actually hit passes, but. They got weapons around him, so that's a thing. DJ Shark and, I mean, mm-hmm. lavishka Chenault, maybe you're going to throw Justin Fields into that. So who knows what that can be. But I just, man, I, I, I'm just not sold. I'm not sold on him being the second-best quarterback in this league, but he has legs, so that does add a different dynamic to it. So, you know, there we go. Um and Canon, yeah, like Hill said, we did we did touch on this uh a couple episodes back. I don't think for the majority of the league they're coming back too soon. But I will say for those teams that were in the postseason, yeah, they're coming back they're coming back extremely too soon because literally it was almost like the season just ended. A lot of players who may be hurt, who may be rehabbing, who are just trying to, you know, get their body right, decompress and then get back. You know, I think they're going to feel the brunt of it. And I think the league's biggest star, LeBron James, I think that could possibly be an issue for him because out of anybody in this league, he has the most miles on his body. Year 17. Look at all the final Look at all the finals appearances that he's had. Look at all those Olympic runs that he's had. So it's just like game on game on game on game. And that's just more wear and tear. And it's less time to actually get his body right. So I'm not sure that it's necessarily they came back too early. For the entire league. But I do think the teams that actually matter. Just let's throw this out there. The teams that actually matter. And the players that actually matter. I think you did come back too soon. Yes you have a plan. For COVID. But I just think that. The body. The body is. The body. Is what you're coming back too soon from. And Eric. I do want to talk boxing. But Cannon and I. Have had like. The two, two, three—I can't get my fingers right. Three great boxing debates off air, so I kinda don't want to start talking boxing without them. So you know, let's, let's let's table let's table this boxing. We've had some good fights in consecutive weeks. Uh, you got Canelo set to take on Callum Smith. Um, I think uh, Dario Saric. His height is gonna be uh, a lot to deal with for Canelo, but I just think Canelo—he's he, just—he's just too much of a fucking beast that um, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it'll really matter. I think he's just gonna end up beating the shit out the bottom of his chin and put his belly button through his back. Simple as that. Because Canelo—I mean—he's the top dog. He's one of the—he's one of the realest motherfuckers out in the game right now. So yeah, so I think that. We are just going to just kind of hold off on the boxing talk. Um, save it for next week. Ugh, that's Christmas. And then after that, it's New Year's. We, I'm, I'm thinking that we won't be back until 2021. And I know you guys hate to hear that. But, man, you know, we're going to spend some time with the families. We're going to you know, allow Cannon time to, you know, get his swelling down because he getting those whizzies out. Hopefully, we can figure out what the hell is going on with D-Heal's schedule. Um, and so, we'll probably won't be back until sometime in 2021. But we are still working on some surprises for 2021. Uh, we're, still, we're still grinding. And I think, you know, 47 minutes in, I think this might be where I'll end it. Unless you guys don't want me to leave. But, I mean, I feel like I'm dragging on. but um okay well there it goes but yeah so i think that um this is where i ended so please refer us to some friends man let's let's build this group let's build this let's build this platform let's you know get more people in here uh, for you guys who who listen to us on Facebook and YouTube, I really appreciate it. The guys really appreciate it. Uh, continue to listen on, but please, you know, let, you know, let, let's build this platform because it only works with you guys. So let's get more opinions in here, uh, and let's get more differences differences of opinions in here. And I, I, like I said, that's the only way that this really works is being able to to talk to you all, get your perspective as well, and continue to. Grow this platform with people who know what the hell they talking about. That is very important, Eric. Because like Hill said, we are in some groups with some people who don't know shit about shit. So, I appreciate all of you for listening to us live, interacting with us on Facebook and YouTube. If you haven't already, please, if you have an Apple device, go on to the Apple Podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. It only helps for us to get to more ears. It only helps to allow us to grow. And the bigger we grow, the more that we can have people interact with us where y'all can tell them, hey, you don't know shit. What the hell are you talking about? And that's what we need. We need more people in here just to continue to say, Hey, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. My guy Eric. Let listen to Eric. And it only makes the debates more fun as well. So uh, we appreciate it. Like, subscribe, hit that button on YouTube. Subscribe, turn your notifications on. Rate us five stars. Make sure that you uh, hit us up with your questions at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Follow us on 3manweave underscore for Instagram and Twitter. For Cannon, for Kid Hill, I'm AJ. That is the 3 man Weave podcast. I don't ever want to do this shit by myself again, so I'm about to write an addendum in my contract to never leave me alone again, because, yeah, we are bitches.